to the Boxing Rad Podcast. Leave your kid gloves at home. But I'm the best ever. My style is impetuous. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion that's ever been. My defense is impregnable. Anybody can what up, what up, Fight fans? Welcome back to episode 375 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? You know, boxing gifts us many things, mm-hmm. uh, many things that make this the greatest sport in the world, but there is nothing better than opening your email box to see that, hey, you, Mr. Boots Ennis, are now a full-fledged champion tis the season (laughs) (laughs) christmas came early mr boots it it did you know people criticize me in my neighborhood already for hanging christmas lights (laughs) it's not me it's my wife you know (laughs) right but i'm inspired by um you know the season of gift giving (laughs) you know now i I woke up this morning and i uh, pleasantly surprised just like uh you know when people would get their (laughs) we get their checks during covid uh but this beautiful belt was in my email box uh 3d print i did i did (laughs) you know uh technology today you know uh boots ennis um he deserves to be a champion i just wish that we were in a different era where perhaps there was a mindset of um saying back to the sanctioning body that's just giving him full title (laughs) status that the champion would be like i like personally for for my own brand i'd be like let's hold a press conference even if only (laughs) <laughs> 10,000 people watched it. Right. I, I would I would hold a press conference on Twitter, and I would be like, IBF, I appreciate you elevating me, but you need to put that thing, hang it over the ring, because I'm fighting for it. <laughs> I'm fighting for the title. You, you know, that would go a long way, I think. But instead, these guys, Devin Haney, Jerron Ennis, this new generation of fighter, they want to do as little as possible for as much as possible. They want to be one-time-a-year fighters as soon as possible. They want to be champs without fighting in the ring. And all of that is not a slight against the skills and the potential of Jerron Ennis, but how do we achieve the potential? How do we reach the heights if it's just given? How is this done? (laughs) It's... It's been done since almost the dawn of email and boxing. It's happened many times, but it gets... Oh, my goodness. This era has become certain, like, there's just... it. What it feels like, even when it's not even an email belt, it's somebody figures out the easiest path to a belt, whether it be fighting for a vacant belt or whatever it is. There's... Uh, never seems to be none this isn't everybody no there's certain fighters and right now you're seeing devin haney do that he's moving up he's fighting the best he's guy he's making fight. up for it right <laughs> but th- there's not like there's just too much of well what's the easiest route to a belt and and, and i love boots one of my favorite fucking fighters yeah but you cannot look at the situation and the way it's played out with terrence crawford you know he at one point what had was the number one contender for Crawford's belt, WBO belt, instead of taking a chance and possibly fighting on BLK Prime or whatever, he just completely removed himself from the WBO and went the IBF route because, you know, I, of all the divisions, the IBF is the, the easiest route to a belt, most likely. Currently, I don't even think they have a guy ranked one or two 
in the rankings. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? It's because, look, it's <laughs> out of all the guys that run these sanctioning bodies, right? You got like Mauricio, who's like the useful idiot. He's the Mexican <laughs> Tommy boy. Right. He's always got that excuse, like his dad built it. And he doesn't know any better, <laughs> right? His heart's in the right place. I'm, I'm following the handbook, all right? It, uh, right. And then you got, got Daryl Peoples, who I think he's one of these guys who's like, he's, he's a boxing snob. He's like, yes. I know 20 fighters from East Asia that you've never heard of. Oh. <laughs> I'm smarter boxing fan than you because I read through the IBF rankings sometimes and I feel like I need an interpreter. I feel like I need somebody from the US consulate. I need <laughs> I need you know I need diplomatic support. You need a passport just to read that shit. Exactly. And look, I'm not trying to slight the guys that are on the list, but come on, man. You're compiling this alternative international rankings list out of spite and to be basically like, well, we have guys that the other one <laughs> that the other rankings don't have, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. look, the, look, it's already the, like the idea of cross pollination and rankings, like people pave their roads and they pay for that belt. Yeah. You know, yep, dude, I don't want to, I, I don't want to jump the shark here, but can, can boxing can, can Dana White perhaps? I know people clown him in the boxing world, but can we have like a Elon Musk type Iron Man, Tony Stark figure, like this billionaire who cares so much about boxing he can fix it? Right. I don't know if it's fixable, man. Can we? Well, here's how you fix boxing. There's no hope, Ken. People, no hope. People want to know how you fix boxing. This is how you fix boxing. You get rid of the sanctioning bodies. It's, it's that simple. You get rid of the sanctioning bodies. And you compile money. This is why the the Saudis are now pe people can joke all they want to. Mm -hmm. They have a footprint in place where they're kind of becoming the outlet for the big fight, right? Oh yeah. So if somebody else doesn't step up, you know, this vacuum in boxing that's left by the Showtime and I don't know what the fuck the PBC is doing, right? It's going to be filled, but. You know, I understand there is a purpose of in a broken system, the sanctioning bodies serve a purpose in a broken system in the broken system. You need these corrupt people to negotiate against each other, to bargain against each other. You know what I mean? It's like the mafia, like coming into your store, holding a gun to your head and saying, pay me for your protection. Right. And it's like, who are you protecting me from? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're just paying me so you won't kill me. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like the same exact situation. So look, I understand their purpose in a broken universe, but if somebody could say, I have this platform, right? Everything is going to be on this platform, and it's all going to be paid for. Some of it is going to be specifically pay-per-view events, 50 to 80 bucks, right? Depending on the size of the event, the smaller events, they'll be 5 to $10 cards, right? Or they'll just be part of the monthly UFC Fight Pass subscription. Whatever this looks like, I have no idea. I have no insight to this whatsoever, but all I know is after the last few years, especially with the behavior of the sanctioning bodies with the WBA's bullshit, Gilberto Mendoza going back and forth. Oh yeah, we're going to consolidate. No, we're not. I need some money. We're going to consolidate. <laughs> no, uh, my pocket's looking a little dry. I need the Venmo. You know what I how, mean? How about Mauricio's move where he's not going to uh, allow Bivol to fight for the WBC belt because he's a Russian? It's like, dude, what 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 is this? What, what are we doing? Because he's fucking Tommy boy. He that, his his brain can only compute. 
little righteous moral high grounds. He doesn't understand boxing. He doesn't know what's going on. He just gives fucking like <laughs> ski pole hand jobs to the fighters. <laughs> <You know? laughs> He's fucking slowing the mogul, son. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just such a mess, dude. Like, and what's going on with the WBC and Jamal Charlo? So he sits on the belt for two years. Has he had it for five years and not fought? I don't even, like, what? He's had the WBC middleweight uh, belt for, for six, seven hundred days plus. Then, he's, then he says he's, uh, he, he announces a comeback fight, <laughs> right? And this is how stupid people in boxing are. I don't even think Mauricio understands it. <laughs> but look, if you fight above, if you are 160.000001, pounds you're a super middleweight you're a super middleweight 163 yes it's a catch weight because your opponent can only weigh that much but it's still a super middleweight fight so not only is the wbc allowed uh jamal charlo just to go off on his uh whatever kind of mental hiatus he, he's been on for the last two years but he gets to come back and fight at super middleweight to prepare for a full 168 pound run and he's still allowed I, to maintain the 160-pound title in this upcoming fight on the undercard of David Benavidez and Boo Boo Andre against David Benavidez's brother yeah, I, is I, being sanctioned by the WBC. I, yeah, I, I, it this, there's no way you can explain this from the WBC's perspective. You just can't. <laughs> as many fighters as they make fucking, uh, like, here, you need to defend within a certain amount of time. or Dude. You don't just get to play. I'm, ha- I'm 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 having my mental breakdown, mental hiatus, mental health hiatus from the we'll sport. We'll just call it your Tyson Fury holiday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there was no everything was above board, and you right. were you were doing everything to get better. Yeah, you look great in that uh, <laughs> in that Zoom press conference. We'll give you call. the benefit of the doubt on that one. <laughs> you know, like it's just. You can't make an excuse for it. It's 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 absolutely fucking pathetic. They're and they're and what they're stripping Crawford, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, it, and he's had it had the belt for fucking three months, two months. Yeah, has he even gotten the belt? Has he even been shipped to the thing? Remember when the IBF stripped Tyson Fury after he beat Vladimir Klitschko? That was like ten days after he won. <laughs> <laughs> they are they're ready to go. Yeah, they yeah. are ready to go. But but it's. There's no here nor there. It's all fucking over the place, man. Well, if you're, uh, yeah, and it goes, it, it, they, every sanctioning body, you know, I feel like the only respectable sanctioning body out there is the IBO. <laughs> they don't cause any problems. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, we don't need that shit. But I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least they respectable. No, but, uh, you know, it, it seems like everything has to be tainted in boxing or, or, or you know, no, we don't take it seriously. <laughs> That's way too. That's way too put together. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't have that. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I hate to say it, folks. I know everybody has their street corner and they block and they fighter and they nuts to swing on. Uh, but the best thing for boxing would be somebody that could buy boxing, not somebody that takes a billion dollar retirement fund and gives it to his friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, and gets 15 percent return. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure out how Eddie Hearn justified the Jesse Vargas Bubu Andre investment. You uh, know, he's like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and throw 50 million on that. That's like the Saudis giving fucking Bubba Watson 50 million to join their tour. Yeah, when you look at the prospectus of what Heyman and and Hearn have wasted, right? The amount of money they wasted. At least Al did it with like decent fighters, put on some good events. Eddie just literally 
pissed away. Yeah. Nearly a billion dollars. And I, he, does he have one legitimate American fighter right now? None. Uh, no. He has fat camp. <laughs> Elephant walks in fight camp, though. I mean, Matchroom USA is an absolute disaster. Well, it's defunct. Yeah. Is it not? I don't know. It's got to be. It's, it's, isn't it done? I don't think so. I think it, well, it exists. It's about as effective as Rock Nation boxing. Yeah. Yeah. It's much along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rock Nation had their explosions at the Fabulous concert and Dusty Harrison. <laughs> right? What a time to be alive. What a Rihanna time. Rihanna was in the crowd, Ken. Yeah. Rihanna. Rihanna. You know you made it when Rihanna there. Rihanna and Fabulous. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Well, at least the Saudis seem to give a fuck about boxing. You know? They're, they got money to blow. That's yeah. all it is. Well, hey. Hey, somebody needs to fucking blow it. Somebody's got somebody's to entertain the princes. I, I, you know what I love? At least they have a fucking vision. At least they won an event, yeah. right? They, I'm sure they did not expect Nganu to have that much success against Fury, but I'm sure they absolutely loved what happened. <laughs> you know? It could not have been better it for was, their... I think that that's probably what tipped this whole Joshua Wilder Bivol card or is pushing it to the finish line. It was like, yes, we need more. I mean, they're putting this thing together quick, boy. They are. I saw uh, Eddie was over there meeting with the Sheik. You know, I think that's what they call him, the Iron Sheik. <laughs> that's yeah. what we call him. Well, that's what we call him, absolutely. Um... Yeah, dude, looks like everything is good. Uh, you know, Frank Warren involved. There's all kinds of parties involved in making magic over in the Middle East. That's uh, it's funny how parties seem to just come together when the money is there, Ken. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, we're not paying for it? Yeah, we're all in. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah, dude. Yeah, everybody dances together, man. You know, usually Frank only, you know, <laughs> he only ski poles with Bob. <laughs> with Bob and Moretti, <laughs> you know, after a <laughs> few seafood towers oh disgust <laughs> but the 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 iron sheiks know what's up for real um because it looks like we are headed for a replacement of epic proportions for the delayed tyson fury versus Alexander Usyk undisputed heavyweight championship of the world so it looks like in lieu of that then we might be getting ourselves a boxing christmas spectacular anthony joshua versus otto valine Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. Oh, I, I can't. I can. And the return of Dimitri Bivol. Ken. Joseph Parker versus Deontay Wilder. You love it. Oh, my God. You love it. I envisioned that fight happening five or six years ago. Yeah. There were, I, I, would have all, I would have picked Joseph Parker to win five or six years ago. Yeah. These days, uh, that's not the same Joseph Parker. That's, that's not your granddaddy's JP, bud. No. There's no Burger King backing this guy. No. no. But, dude. Oh, my God. The, I'm like... This is the heavyweight matchup I didn't even fucking realize I still wanted in my life. Yeah. I this and and Joshua Valine's a, a great fight. My only issue is if if we're building for a, a wilder Joshua, well, we're taking some serious fucking risks here, aren't we? Yeah. Well, I mean I mean, I applaud it. Don't get me wrong. But if if you this is more like a tournament, uh I I'd say the odds are very, very, very possible. That we we get a Joseph Parker Otto Valine winners in both of those fights. I mean, it's not that far fetched. No, not at all. Otto Valine is 
a uh, honestly, man, I'm gonna go ahead and just say it. Joshua Valina is pretty close to a 50-50 fight at this point. I mean, 60-40 at, at best. Yeah, based off of recent performances, this is gonna be a. a Valine looked good against Gassiev. Valine is going to be a very healthy money line play. <laughs> he, I could just imagine he's gonna be probably plus plus two eighty. Yeah. You know, yeah. this ain't the Joshua that we were spanking to six years ago, hoping for that Wilder matchup. Yeah, I mean, what is this? Is this the fight that he makes those final improvements with this new trainer where it's like, it is what it is at this point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And look, the bottom line is what we were talking about in last week's heavyweight episode. Yeah. Don't push these guys out the door just yet no. because the best may just be beginning. Um, You know, look, we are serious critics of the sport. Mm -hmm. But the reason why we're not serious like journalists or anything like that is because we are fans and there is all kinds of levels of, uh, I don't know even how you describe this feast, but I will shove it all in my mouth (laughs) and I'll like it and it might be bad for me. It's you know? a dude. I, 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 it's like putting Crisco in your cookie batter instead of butter. <laughs> exactly. But you know? you know what? As as a uh, Christmas lead in, ah, as a boxing fan, you can't ask to end no. the year any better. And then you have your heavyweight table completely set going into next year. Yep. You have the undisputed heavyweight championship happening in February, and most likely in late spring, early summer, you're going to get another round of. Joshua Wilder or whoever, however this plays out. Yeah. And heavyweight drives, heavyweight boxing drives everything. So if that, if that is, if there's constant movement there and big fights happening in heavyweight boxing, uh, the rest of the sport kind of follows suit. I feel like, yeah, I've always, I've always correlated movement in my loins to the success of boxing. Yeah. If there's movement, then boxing's doing something right. If as long as you're getting at least all boxing fans like gung-ho about it, yeah. you're in good shape. It's 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 not getting the attention of every boxing fan when when boxing really fucking struggles. Absolutely. Um and I think it, what it really boils down to is the Saudis listened to last week's episode, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they saw the there's cover. No fucking way. <laughs> And they were like, we need to get this done. Boxing people, they are very upset. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to the boxing rant? <laughs> oh, fucking absolutely not. Uh, we do have Middle East followers, but I assume they're probably a bunch of uh, rednecks on uh, U.S. military bases abroad. I, yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and if you are listening abroad, happy Veterans Day, and, yeah. and thank you for your service. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, dude, I love the idea. I don't care where the fucking money comes from. There'll be plenty of fights in the United States for us to have an opportunity to go to. Um, and we're all, at this point, you're only going to one or two big fights a year anyways. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I've hey. spent my lifetime budget in boxing. Yeah. I, I'm only going when it's primo at this point. Um, this does reduce the chances of Joshua and Wilder happening in the United States, though, Vin. Would, yeah. you, would you dust the Middle Eastern section of your passport off? No, I would not. At- I would not be taking that flight. And, no, no. I'll, I'll be watching that one on TV. <laughs> you don't want to see the, <laughs> you don't want to see the explosions going on below as you, <laughs> as you fly over. 
Yeah, I mean, we could be in the we could be in the depths of a nuclear holocaust by then. Ken. I'm sure the I'm sure the Saudi. You've kings... been watching the news, Ken. We're going to war, Ken. <laughs> I'm sure the Saudi kings will have the missile shield over top of the boxing event. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, Iron Dome. For yeah, sure. they'll protect themselves. Right. <laughs> if they had it, if they had to fight amongst the peasants, eh, we can't guarantee that safety. <laughs> Around the sheiks, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, all right, Vin. Well, we got Shakur Stevenson versus Edwin De Los Santos this weekend. The big fight. I, look, I know Shakur Stevenson caught a lot of shit. Um, uh, Should have took that 25%, Ken. I don't think that was ever a real thing anyways, but he should have. Yeah, 25%. Look, this just isn't the era where guys are going are gonna to take short money for future success when they could just wait a little bit longer. And get just a little bit less, you know. Right. I mean, top rank's going to guarantee what Shakur's going to make, anyways. Right, right. And I, it was funny when that ha- when that happened, and he denied that, and everybody's like, "Well, Devin Haney took short money to go fight Cambosis twice in Australia." It's like, well, yeah, but it was an easy one year stretch of a career, two easy fights, two big paydays. But short money that was still his biggest paydays of his career. Correct. So why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he he got some nice vacation. Yeah, you know, I, it's completely different. Like. The correlation that people make there, I'm like, eh, it's very, very different situations here. It's interesting, though, because you wouldn't necessarily expect, it's probably more of a promotional thing, but you wouldn't expect the styles of Devin Haney and Shakur Stevenson to develop opposing fan bases. Like, they're... Oh, they have. They have, and it's interesting. It's usually guys, like, you know, they have different styles, Mm -hmm. right? You got the dichotomy of Tank and Shakur, or Tank and Haney, or Lomachenko, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, these guys give this vibe of like an attacking brawling style where you got Shakur and Devin. These guys are classic boxers. Right. Um, look, that fight will happen if it's going to happen. The bottom line is, is that Shakur Stevenson is at 135 pounds now, uh, apparently fighting for a vacant belt. Of course. I <laughs> uh, love it, man. You find out everything on uh, through Gmail these days, don't you? You really do. But let's not slight Edwin De Los Santos for a minute, no, okay? Because no. the dude is, um, you know, he's a frenetic fighter. He's a come-forward attack fighter, but we all know the issue when coming after once-in-a-lifetime boxers that can defense you into fucking oblivion. Hey, De, De Los Santos is a very good fighter, uh, and this is no slight to him. I just I don't think he stands very much of a chance in this fight. And I, I've said it before, I catch myself overrating. Like, you can't, like, I, like, I need to temper what I'm saying because he really hasn't proven shit. I know... And it'll be a three-division champ he wins this belt, right? I'm not saying he hasn't done shit in that aspect. I'm saying there's no big name on on the ledger yet. So I, got, I try to temper the shit, but, dude, he's he's an unbelievable fighter. He's yeah. maybe the crispiest boxer in the game right now. Just quick twitch-wise, defensively, countering. He's pretty much the best fighter in boxing when it comes to quick twitch-wise, you know, defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, counter punching, everything is so fucking crispy with him, Ken. It's tough for me to say anybody's going to win more than one or two rounds when he, when they fight him. I don't see Dale. Dale Santos survive this fight, and he'll he may have his moments. He ain't winning more than two or three rounds. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't even be surprised if Stevenson stops him late. No, I, and I, I think that Stevenson can kind of pull that trigger when he wants to, right? And again, I, like you don't want to slight the opponent. I'd like here. to see him go for it. I'd sure. like to see him pull the trigger. Sometimes he takes what comes easiest, and I get it. Well, maybe De Los Santos' attacking style, you know, maybe he'll be able to set a got, trap and catch him. You got to, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, but he can't he can't carry him for twelve rounds. No, he's done that before. Um, I think we're kind of past that with Shakur. He needs to make a statement. Yeah, and this is a tough fight. This this is not the fight that puts him over from the perspective of winning big fights in boxing. But this is a legitimate undefeated fighter who's very good. And if we're going to continue to talk about this guy as levels, right? Like yeah. like Shakur Stevenson, like we talk about him on a completely different level than his contemporaries, then yeah, he's going to have to. At this at this point in his career, at this age, at this stage in his development, Shakur needs to be dominating everybody. You know? Because he let's the way be people out, talk about him and I do it too. Yeah, I, I do too. And 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 De Los Santos, if De Los Santos is competitive in this fight, then Shakur ain't what we've been hyping him up to be. That's kind of how I feel about uh, yeah, it. Yeah, we well, you certainly have to temper that shit for for sure. I mean, everybody can have an off night, but yeah, you got uh, it would definitely be a pump the brakes moment for sure. No, and I don't envision fucking Edwin De La Santos beating up Shakur like Loma beat up Haney. <laughs> I don't see that happening. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't know if I concur with with Loma beating up Haney. But... Oh, he definitely beat the brakes off of him. That's for shizzle, you know. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. I ain't going to say it, though. I ain't yeah, going to say it. You know it. I ain't going to say it. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete is on the card, then, against Robinson Consecao. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, it should be a pretty exciting card. Yeah. Uh, Consecao is the, is the new, uh, what was the Colombian guy that got beat up for, for Miguel Mariaga? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Top ranks pocket pussy. Yes. <laughs> Consecao just, I mean, he's constantly fighting good fighters, but man, he just, yeah, at the end of the day is the whipping boy. Yeah, just gets passed around to all the A-sides and just gets filled up, son. He's a, he's a good, good top rank employee. Yeah, him and Pedraza. <laughs> There's a handful of them over the years where you could just be like, I mean, they got paid i hope bob uh started retirement funds for those two <laughs> you know putting all them guys over fucking true company men. yes true company men all right Ben. well i think that's all we got for this episode because then uh we'll be back in just a few days to preview the big pay-per-view fight benavidez versus booper yeah finally a big fight to talk about absolutely all right well we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 375 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. Subscribe to the show anywhere podcasts are available. The video is available on X, and it's now also available on Spotify. So you can watch the Boxing Rant Podcast on Spotify. Check us out there, and the audio version is available anywhere they play. Follow us on Twitter or... Say on Twitter. X, young. Follow us on X, young, at the Boxing Rant and at Vince Cummings 81. And we'll see you next week for the Benavidez versus Boo Boo preview on the Boxing Rant Podcast. Muchas gracias, everybody.